Welcome to another Wednesday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, la la la, let me explain. Stepping back into the agony aunt role, as per usual, on a Wednesday with three more topics from lovely listeners. And if you want to send your topic in to be heard on a Wednesday episode, then send it to my separate Instagram, which is at asklalala, let me explain. So here we go. Hi Lala, I need some advice. I split up with my ex, who's also my baby dad, but decided to keep sleeping with him on a casual basis. I felt in control and to be honest, I liked having him over in the evenings when the kids were in bed. My friends told me that I was being stupid and that he was just using me. But in reality, it felt like it was a mutually beneficial relationship. He's always assured me that he wasn't sleeping with anyone else, but sometimes lines would be blurred and occasionally we'd say that we loved each other. Sometimes we'd also have a family day out with the kids, so I do admit I thought that maybe we were getting back together. About two weeks ago, we were sleeping together and I saw something on his penis that looked like a genital wall. I asked him and he assured me that he's had it checked out and it's a skin tag. I had no reason to disbelieve him. Fast forward to last night and I found out through social media that he now has a girlfriend, which came as a shock. Not only did I find out in the worst way, but then I also discovered I had genital warts myself. I felt shocked, horrified and angry. I added the girlfriend on Facebook because I had the intention of telling her what a fucked up piece of shit her boyfriend is. But she hasn't accepted it and has now made her profile extra private. I'm guessing he's told her, if my ex messages you, ignore her, she's crazy. I found a necklace hidden in my downstairs toilet and it's the one she's wearing in her profile picture. As I can't message her now, I've tried to reach out on Facebook Marketplace as that's the only way that the message would deliver. I realised that by doing this, I probably look like I am the crazy girlfriend, but she can't ignore the necklace left at mine. The bottom line is that girl should know that he's a cheat and she's going to catch warts. If I'm totally honest, I'd also be doing it so that she breaks up with him and he's hurt like I am. Is it still worth trying to reach out? I can totally understand why you really want to convey this information to this woman. I completely understand why you want to fuck shit up for him. I completely understand why you don't want him to be able to get away with these lies and why you want him to hurt as much as you do. There is something about finding out that there is another woman and that she has the girlfriend position that is such a heavy blow to the ego. And hurt people want to hurt people. You've been blindsided. You thought it was just you and him. You thought it was possibly going somewhere. And I guess you thought that because he's the father of your children that there was some depth to this. To find out that he had a whole girlfriend the whole time is devastating. It makes sense for you to want him to hurt like you do but that is not necessarily the best outcome. Revenge isn't sweet. It's most certainly salty. In your mind, you think she's going to hear this, they're going to split up, he's going to really regret what he's done and you'll live happily ever after. But isn't that outcome more likely to be that you and him just become completely toxic enemies? 
that he gets really angry with you and that the healthy co-parenting that you had together completely gets lost. If you were to step out of your emotions, step out of your ego and the hurt that you're feeling and think about the outcome that you really want and the best outcome for you and your family, you'll probably find that it's not a vengeful outcome where everybody's hurt. That's not what you want. Ideally, the best thing for everyone involved would be for the two of you to continue having healthy co-parenting and still going out together, still seeing each other for the sake of the kids and being able to put all of this behind you. There's very little chance of a future like that if you start trying to destroy each other's lives. Because where does this end? You take your revenge and then he takes his? What's next? What he's done is disgusting and horrible, deceitful. He's broken your trust and you would have every right to go mad at him, to fuck shit up. But I think that once the dust settles, you'd feel like you regretted that. The man gave you genital warts and he lied about it being a skin tag. That is disgraceful. This is not a man to be fighting over. Genital warts are caused by the HPV virus, human papilloma virus. Genital warts can be treated fairly easily. They can be frozen off. They may return at some point in the future because it's a virus. It's not like a bacterial STI where you can take antibiotics and then you're done. A virus stays in your system. Once it's in your system, it doesn't leave. Having genital warts does not automatically mean that you will test positive for the HPV virus at your smear test, but HPV is the virus that can lead to cervical cancer and other types of cancers. So it is now essential that you stay really up to date with your cervical screening. I understand why you want to warn this woman about genital warts, but A, it sounds like it's too late, she's already been sleeping with him, and B, it sounds like he may have caught them from her. Although we can't speculate about those kind of things, it could have been laying dormant within his system for a really long time, but it would make sense if he's sleeping with a new partner, suddenly presents with an STI, then you know, it may well have come from her. Unless he's been sleeping with other people too, you never know. It is your duty to look after yourself and your own health, but it is not your duty to inform her. He's the one who's been sleeping with her, he's the one who's obliged to inform her. We already know that he probably won't, given his history of claiming that it was a skin tag, but I think it would do you a lot of favours to give up on the idea of trying to inform her and trying to contact her now. You've gone via Facebook, you've gone via Facebook Marketplace, and if you continue to pursue this, you are going to look a bit unhinged. And it will feed into his crazy ex-girlfriend narrative. And actually, it doesn't matter if you look unhinged to this woman. But she has done nothing wrong and she doesn't deserve to be consistently harassed by someone that she clearly doesn't want to speak to, whether that's morally correct or not. But the facts are that she doesn't deserve to be harassed. I think it would really help you at this point to focus more now on healing from this, accepting what's happened and working on getting over him and it. Therapy would, of course, be useful. I think journaling would too. There is something really powerful about just writing out your thoughts at the end of each day. It can help you to unravel them and make sense of them. But try not to act out of your extreme hurt, which, as I've said, is valid. You would be valid to act in whatever way you want to, but I think you would feel a lot better if you don't. Let her have this warty old lying cunt. No offence to the genital walk community. Hi Lala, 
I've been chatting to this guy who I matched on Hinge with two weeks ago. He works away and we've sent a lot of messages and spoken on the phone a few times for an hour at a time and it seems very easy. He seems extremely nice and the conversation just flows. He's mentioned that he wants to change his car and said that now he's been chatting to me and that we get on so well and that he sees a future for us. He's looking for a bigger car so he's got space for my three kids so that we can all go out together in the future. He says he knows this won't be for some time, but he's absolutely sure that we will get to that point. And I hope he's right, but I'm worried it's a bit soon for him to be thinking like this. We haven't even met yet, but we plan to in a couple of weeks' time when he's home. I have a terrible history of ignoring massive, big, fuck-off red flags, and I really don't want to do it again. Do I need to run for the hills, or is there a chance that he might just be a nice guy? Thanks, Lala. Well, the good thing here is that your history of ignoring massive big fuck-off red flags seems to be changing because you've picked up on this one pretty quickly and you were right to pick up on it. You haven't met this man and he's talking about making a serious financial decision that includes your children. That is too much too soon. If you were way down the line and this man had already met your children or at least met you and he was making considerations like that for the future then that would be very sweet and thoughtful. But to be thinking that far ahead when you haven't even met is at best overexcited, limerent and unrealistic, just saying things in the heat of the moment. At worst, it's love bombing. It's just too much. It's immature, actually. He's a grown man. He must know that you can't make those kind of decisions about people before you've met them. And what kind of position would that put you in if this man did go and change his car with a view to making it a big one for your three kids? Are you then indebted to him? Are you then going to be in a position where you feel like you can't end it because he spent thousands of pounds on this big car? I would tread very carefully with this and I'd definitely be telling him to get whatever car he wants and to not think about my kids when making that decision. It would probably be enough to get me to run. I would have got the full-on ick from this. And I think your gut will tell you whether this is creepy or whether he's just being overexcited and trying to impress you. But I would take it very, very slowly with this man and not introduce him to your children until you're very sure about him if you do even go and meet him at all. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're on to the last question for today, which says... Hi, Lola. I've got a question for you. My daughter has told me she's dating a 17-year-old and she's 14. Obviously, it's illegal and I'm not happy about it. But I do know a lot of girls date older lads. This is her first boyfriend and I want to tell her no. It's not happening and she's not allowed to see him. But is this going to create a situation where she starts lying to me and doesn't feel she can be honest and talk to me? 
I'm concerned about grooming and love bombing. I've confiscated her phone tonight because she swore at me and he's messaged her about 20 times in a half an hour. All the messages are like, are you okay? Are we okay? Do you still love me? I love you. Are we over? Okay, bye. This is making me very uncomfortable. How do I stop this contact? I can't keep her phone forever, but I can if I need to keep her safe. I also want to feel like I can trust her, but I know that she'll just message him. She's still in school and he goes to college, but he's not currently going at the moment because he's apparently suffering with his mental health issues. I think I'm going to find out who his parents are and see if we can meet up and have a chat. We've not met him yet, so I don't think they're having sex, but I know he has with someone in the past and she hasn't. So I feel like they need to be very careful. Any advice would be really great. Thanks, Lala. This is every parent's nightmare, really. This kind of dilemma to people on the outside might feel like it would be really easy to deal with. You can hear people thinking that they'd just be like, well, I'd stop my 14-year-old from going out and seeing this boy. I'd lock her in the house. When in reality, that's not how it works. In reality, you can't just keep your child locked in the house forever. They have to have their freedom. They have to have their independence. And you have to be able to trust them and give them the trust and that level of responsibility to help them mature and grow into independent adults. They have to learn how to make their own mistakes. The problem is when the mistake that they're potentially making is dating somebody who's older, who's showing signs of controlling behaviour, you can't, as a parent, sit back in good consciousness and feel like you can just let this play out. So there's three things that worry me here. The first, of course, is his age. He's 17 and she's 14. And actually, in a few years, that age gap will be nothing at all. But the three years between 17 and 14 are a lot larger than the 10 years between 40 and 50. At 14, you are still very much in school. You are very much a growing young adult, but still a child. You are very much still under your parents' control, or rather not control, but supervision. You're not working yet, you don't have your own money, and you're not able to legally consent to sex. At 17, you've probably left school or you might be doing A-levels. You could well be in your first job earning money, which gives you potential power over a partner who has no access to their own earnings. You're legally allowed to consent to sex and you just generally have more independence and freedom than a 14-year-old, as you should. Maturity levels increase greatly between 14 and 17 for most average people. Another concern is that he hasn't been going to college due to his mental health. This doesn't mean that we should judge everyone who has mental health issues, but mental health is certainly an indicator of risk. But the thing that concerns me most is the nature of the messages that you found. Messaging her 20 times in half an hour when she didn't have access to her phone and panicking that they're over because she's taking a while to respond to his messages is dodgy. It's a big bad sign of potential control. I think your idea of speaking to his parents is a good one. We can't guarantee that his parents are going to be sensible and smart and support your decision. But coming to some kind of agreement with them about what the boundaries are would be a great idea. You don't want them to just allow your daughter to come and stay over. If she's sneaking off out of your house, you want them to know that they'll communicate with you if she ever arrives there. Try to develop good communication with them if you can. I'd also speak to her school. I'd try to arrange a meeting with the safeguarding lead or the pastoral head or her head of year to discuss your concerns. Even though he doesn't go to the school, they may well know of this boy. 
They can monitor, they can monitor changes in her behavior. They can also offer her a space, a safe space outside of the family home to talk. And they may decide to make a referral to social services with you if both of you feel that that's necessary. Another thing that I would do if I were you, and this is gonna be a horrible thing to have to think about, but I would contact the GP with your daughter to discuss long-term contraception. Even though you don't think that they're having sex at the moment, I think it's probably a good idea to have that sorted, maybe get an implant or something like that in her arm, something that she doesn't have to think about. The pill is very difficult for teenagers. They never remember to take them on time. Something like the implant that just stays in the arm for five years and she doesn't have to think about would help to protect her from unwanted pregnancy. But of course, it is extremely important to think about the harms of contraception. I am not saying just shove your kid on hormonal contraception willy-nilly without thinking about the potential ways in which it's going to affect her emotionally and physically because hormonal contraception does really fuck us up. But I think when you're thinking about a teenager who's having sex with a 70 or not having sex but may well be at some point in the future with an older person she may find it difficult to negotiate condom use or whatever I think you have to think about what is the less of two evils an unwanted pregnancy or a few years on the pill and certainly if I had a daughter I'd be looking at the contraception but that is a personal choice and definitely something that you need to discuss with a medical professional I would also try to sit down with her and make her watch things like Murdered by My Boyfriend on BBC iPlayer and The Kidnap of Angel Lynn on Four on Demand. Both are documentaries that show the true stories of young women who got into controlling relationships and ended up being murdered or with significant injuries. And I think it's really important to sit and talk her through these kind of shows and expose her to things like this and have good conversations with her about it just so that she's super aware of the warning signs keep communication and conversation going at the moment he hasn't actually done anything illegal as far as we know there's no reports at the moment that he's had sex with her so we don't think that he has broken the law but it is certainly worrying that they are in this relationship You can get safeguarding support from the school. You can't necessarily call the police at this point, but you can create a really open environment where she feels safe to tell you if things go wrong. You can express your concerns about the boyfriend, but I wouldn't go too hard. Let her know what your concerns are because it's important that she knows that these are concerns, but don't hammer in about that he's a terrible person or that she should leave him because as you say, it could drive her closer to him. Be curious about their relationship and open up conversations with her about what healthy relationships look like. Ask her what she likes about him, what kind of things they talk about and what they do together. Be supportive and open to hearing about the relationship while also expressing your concerns and trying to create a safety network around them. That is the best that you can do at the moment. It's a horrible situation, but make loving her and maintaining a strong relationship with her your absolute ultimate priority. And there we are, done for another week. This week we have horribly worried mums, men who are just very over the top and dramatic about buying things in advance. And as we say, a warty cum, quite literally. No shame in STIs, by the way. Warts are very common. One in five sexually active adults has them. Don't go around calling people warty cunts. 
Anyway, if you want to enter my inbox to have a go at me and tell me I'm a terrible, despicable person for joking about STIs, you are welcome. But if you want to send in a topic, send it to the at ask la 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 let me explain inbox and we may be discussing your problem next week. La 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 let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.